Chilly night tonight. The breeze is let up. It's going to be mostly fair skies in the morning. You'll start off with lows of 40s. So you want to have the coat in the morning throughout the day. It can be partly sunny and it's a nice afternoon. It'll be warming up to low 60s for a cool high tomorrow. Then it's a little milder yet daily Saturday and Sunday. Tomorrow night, early Saturday, starts off again in the 40s to low 50s. In the afternoon, partly sunny to mostly sunny in the high into the mid 60s. Sunshine Sunday with the high to the upper 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. That music means it's the food show, the Tom Fitzmorris food show. The uh, very loud background noise means that we're in a car because we didn't make it back in time for the show. We had a little bit of a later lunch than we were expecting. And I got so excited when I said, I'm going to be the first caller to Henry. And he said, well, actually, there's someone on the line already. I thought, oh, my gosh, someone is calling us and we haven't even started the show. But then I remembered it was Peggy Scott Laborde. Hello, Peggy. <laughs> Hi, Marianne. You, you are out of the today, huh? Good afternoon. <laughs> Peggy Scott Laborde from WYES, the perennial local favorite, is uh, calling to talk about the 35th anniversary special of Stepping Out. Is that tonight? It is. Tonight at 7 and tomorrow night at 11. And, yeah, 35 years. And Tom was there. <laughs> and we saw and Dominic Massa showed, uh, sent some pictures. And I, I didn't even recognize Tom. I had to make it bigger to see. And it was, it was definitely Tom with Rick Barton and Al Shea and Peggy. You were yeah, and we're going to show some clips. We're going to oh. show some clips tonight too. So that's great fun, you know. Okay, you're going to crack up when I when I say this. Jude is here, and oh, we, hello. and we hello, have been Jude. going through some things, including Tom's office. And oh. you know what we saw in the office, Peggy? What nice. was the what was the one really hilarious thing that everyone expected? The prank that Tom pulled just about every Friday. Well, <laughs> and maybe it was Easter. Was it just Easter where he had the egg with the safari card in the inside? Oh, well, he would always have the peeps. You know how much he loves peeps, okay? He does love his peeps. And, he and so he would bring Easter candy. Remember the peeps? <laughs> the yellow peeps? Yeah, well, I, I know how much he loves peeps. But you know that little crystal sugar egg that, oh yeah, uh, the little yes. hole in the insert. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. sugar eggs. I guess like a sugar a panorama egg. Panorama I, egg. I, I think still that's have what they those? call it. I haven't seen uh, them, but yeah, I, they're made of sugar. Yeah, I haven't seen them for sale lately, but I remember them well. Panorama egg—that was the name that we called them, at least, you know. Okay. But, um, so he only did that at memories. Easter. Did he just do that at Easter? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I discovered this egg, and I just started laughing as soon as I saw it. And I was explaining to you that 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 he would, you know, have a close up of the Easter egg, and then inside would be some reptilian creature. <laughs> it was. It was. I have to say, it was one of Tom's better bits. For sure. Yeah. Well, it was uh, and always a pleasure to have Mr. Tom on. We had a lot of good times. And we know we started the show in 1986, since hence the 35 years, at WLAE. And we were on for about a year and a half. And then we moved over to WYES. So 33 and a half years at WYES. But um, Tom was there from the very beginning and with us for many years. And we had a whole lot of fun. We did. It was fun. I don't know when he when did when did he end there? It was it's been at least was it was it pre Katrina? I think it was pre Katrina, but he was on for a okay. while. I'm afraid I don't have all the facts and figures. Yeah, but, no, no, uh, I was just kind of yeah. curious. Uh-huh. But uh, but no, so our um, and our initial set was like a cafe, you know. And so he was very at home with that. And he also used to do little features. Early on, we would have these little features. So he went to Mailey's. I know many of you all remember Mailey's restaurant. Uh And uh, he would do little uh, features at local restaurants. So that was great fun. And, And, you know, he's so comfortable. What? The the restaurant was a red table. You had red tablecloths, right? Yeah, yes, and we're back to that to a certain extent. We're now sort of all, when we do the show, we're all kind of socially distanced, but I, and where I am is we're back to the red and white tablecloth. And I know some people might remember that tablecloth at Luigi's, UNO, near LSUNO then. There used to be this hangout called Luigi's, and so I'm sure Tom remembers Luigi's too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a great show, and 35 years is fantastic. So do you have anything? Well, special that you're going to be, I guess, doing clips, right? Is there a Yeah, we're doing some clips tonight, you know. Uh, and we do have uh, Deacon John singing Memories, which is incredible. Oh, nice. And that was actually on our 30th anniversary show. But we're going to, this is going to be a long, a, a season-long celebration. So over the next few months, we're going to be having other, you know, uh, reminiscences about 35 years and uh the uh, local music scene and, and and the book scene, all different aspects of culture in New Orleans. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going to be that's going to be great. And what time is it tonight yeah. again? Tonight at seven o'clock, and then on WYES. Also, you can see it online. We stream now. Plus, it's online at WYES, our YouTube channel. And then tomorrow night um, at eleven. And uh, but uh, we love Tom, and we had a lot of fun times, and we sure appreciate it. And I appreciate you being interested to have us spread the word. <laughs> okay, let me ask you: Is anybody from the old day? It, like I don't know what happened to Rick Barton. I know that Al Shea passed away. Rick's but... still around. Yeah, Rick's still around. He is writer in residence at W. They, that's a good question. Um, at mm-hmm. UNO, and he he he's written ten novels. Okay, just ten, oh, right? And so, yeah, it's amazing. John Kemp is still around. He writes uh, the Arcom for Louisiana Life and Acadiana Profile, and John's going to be visiting with us in a few in a few weeks. And so, I would say that John is the one who's been who has been with us the longest amount of time. But certainly, Rick was up there too. And yes, yeah, sadly, so, yeah, Al had passed away. Uh huh. So you said going to be visiting in a couple of weeks. So is anyone going to? Um, I guess the show has been taped already. So, is anyone going to make an appearance from no. the old crew? 
No, um, just in the clips today. But as I said, you know, over the next few months, we'll, we'll be talking about the last 35 years, and John Kemp's going to come on, and that'll be great. Okay. To do that. Okay. So anyway, so we're all good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, Peggy, so, thank well, you very much for stopping thank in. You. And I, I definitely you. will be tuning into that because it was a good show uh, then. It's a good show now. And uh, it's exciting that you're doing it. Glad you're doing it. Marianne, it means so much to hear from you. And I, I would say hello to baby Jew, but I know he's all grown up right now. So, and hi, Jew. <laughs> okay. Hello, take hello. care. Thank you he's again. He's been doing the show with me the last couple of days, but he, he's only going to do an hour today because he's got to go to the airport. So, Okay. Well, anyway, much love to fun. you all. Take care. Thank fun you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care, Peggy. Thanks. Bye. All right. We'll be back after these messages. We're going to switch to the studio now. But uh, just stay with us, 556-9696, five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, if you want to talk. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. It's just so thrilling to, you just never know what you're going to get on this show. And, you know, doing that, I guess, does make you feel younger. 5569696 is the number for the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Marianne Fitzmorris here, as usual, but not so usual, is Jude, who will only be with us for the next hour. So if you would like to chat with him, you should give us a call imminently. We had a great lunch <clears throat> at Anchor in Madisonville. Uh, it is the bottom of the double building that houses the restaurant Chafunctas. Anchor reopened with a new menu on March 3rd. And we were actually going to go there maybe last night, but the weather turned so bad that we wound up at Impostados. We, as I said, do nothing but eat when uh, Jude is around and we just are sort of in a constant celebration mode. So um, we're going to probably all fast after he leaves, including him. But we did go to Anchor for lunch today and sat out on the Chifuncta, where if you have ever been, and if you haven't, I'll describe it to you. There's a really fancy restaurant upstairs underneath the, you know, like raised houses, you have the underneath section. Underneath there is a casual restaurant called Anchor. And then there are like maybe two or three boat slips. And there's a deck before you get to the boat slips. And that's all outdoors where you sit at more casual deck chairs and eat at a table that's not especially comfortable because you're sitting in a deck chair, but you put up with it because it's beautiful in the sunshine, which is what we did today. 
It's actually a little bit chilly under roof, but um, but the the deck chairs were sunny and it was really really nice. So we had uh, I should wait until Jude gets here and we'll have a conversation with him about that. So let me just go to the almanac while I wait for him for a minute. I think he's finishing up a little packing because they're going to leave in the middle of the show. <clears throat> Today is National Tomato Sauce Day. Tomato sauces are so numerous and distinctive that long books of recipes could be compiled for them. The tomato flavors are always front and center, yet most ingredients added to the sauce emerge to be tasted as well. This gives rise to a wonderfully broad range of sauces. The Italian tomato sauce variations alone could keep us here all day. There's marinara, cacciatore, ragu, fra diavolo, amatriciana, arrabbiata, and sugo, to name only a few. Sometimes the variations are as slight as those that distinguish one pasta shape from another, giving rise to millions of dishes. I believe Judah's back now. I'm going to miss Jude. He's a wealth of information as he speaks he can actually multitask which is something my children have teased me for a long time i'm not really good at so jude is right there with all the information he needs as he's talking looking things up that's right very important skill it when doing is. it is a, radio show a, a live radio show all right but but before you start looking things up i want to ask you what you thought of lunch at anchor Yes, I thought Anchor was excellent. Uh, I thought both that the atmosphere was great, um, being on the being on the Chifuncta, looking at the sign saying "Do not feed the alligators." The atmosphere was all there. The food was excellent. We had a chicken sandwich, uh, pulled chicken sandwich, uh, fish and chips. Uh, the jambalaya hand pie. Did you like that? Was probably my favorite thing. It was good. That we had. It came to the table. <clears throat> it was excellent. It was really good. We also had some uh, potato skins, which I do love. Potato skins. They're a really pedestrian food. Tom likes I to make fun fan. of them. Well, that wasn't a very good version. Well, of it. I'm not a fan of it in general because of how much it resembles. In nachos, and you know my theory on pile of stuff nachos, right. where it's just you take a bunch right. of stuff, you pile it on chips, and and you're off to the races, which is not my favorite way to. Well, you know, potato skins have sort of evolved, and it used to be where the potato skin was baked, the potato was baked, and then it was hollowed out. There was about an eighth of an inch of potato, and it was mostly skin. And then you filled it with cheese and bacon and some chives or some green onion and then put it back in the oven. And when it came out with the cheese was melted, you would dip it into like sour cream. Do you, now, do you feel that it was the evolution of the baked potato? It's like, what if we took baked potato and got some of this potato out of the way and just had skins and fixins? I kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. But, but, you know, uh, potatoes are just great in every imaginable way, especially white potatoes. I know people have talked themselves into saying that sweet potatoes are as good, but come on, let's be real. The white potato is, is better. I mean, I, I keep saying I like when you when – you, why choose when you can have them both? My there new, you go. My new favorite <clears throat> is uh, uh, any place that does a half sweet potato fry, half regular fry, or sweet potato and white potato mixed in mashed potatoes. Um, I don't know that I've ever had sweet potato and white potato mixed in mashed potatoes. And why would you do that? 
because it's delicious. You need to try it. Is we, it really? We do it at home all the time. What color is it? Is it? It's like a sweet. It's like a light orange is color. And- okay. All right. Well, I'm going to try it. I'm. I remain unconvinced, but I'm going to try it. So uh, these these potato skins were filled with pulled pork and cheese and drizzled with sour cream. And I have to say, there was too much stuff going on there, and I was not a huge fan of it. But the pie, the jambalaya fried pie, was really great. Excellent. It was ju- jambalaya. It was there great. was, I feel like there was crawfish in there. There was some mm-hmm. some um, sausage in there. Right amount of heat. The right amount of everything. It was a- a- excellent. The the pastry crust was flaky. It was perfectly fried. There was a remoulade with a dip of chili oil in the middle. It was a really good, that might have been my favorite thing on the table too. I actually like going to restaurants where it is very difficult to choose what you want because there are so many things that jump out at you and you see food going by at other tables and you want to get everything, which thankfully we didn't. We almost did. We we, we kind of (laughs) reined it in more than we We normally do. Um, Mainly because we didn't have a lot of time, but... um, we got for entrees uh, fried oysters for Tom, and you got a pulled chicken sandwich with coleslaw and cheese on it. Was that? Did I see that right? Correct. Yeah. And was it smoked chicken? I feel like it was their smoked chicken because okay. they do all their barbecue, right? And, so and it was I a great smell was a emanating one. from the smoker that really grabs you when you walk walk up. And I had fish and chips, which I get whenever I see it. I have to say, I'm going to have to start asking a question about fish and chips. And that question is, what kind of fish is this? Because I, I, I just, whenever I get fish that I'm not crazy about, I always find that it's redfish. So I, these were perfectly fried filet. Uh, it was a very nice platter. But the fish I was a little underwhelmed by because I don't really care for redfish and so when I asked and they said redfish that makes sense but if it had been drum or something else I think it would have been top of the line it was a perfectly done fish and chips but it had redfish which was my problem with it Mary Lee got a pulled pork and fried boudin poor boy which she liked very well as well we determined that the the fries, I don't know. I'm still skeptical that the fries were not fresh cut because they do have fresh cut fries. And uh, I think they were. But anyway, we, we're having a debate here about that. Overall, though, it was a great meal. It was beautiful outside. The service was a little bit slow, but that was because we moved on her. So um, it was just a, a wonderful final meal for the four of us to share before Jude heads off home five five six nine six nine six is the number you look busy what are you looking up no i'm 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 looking up a variety of things i was just looking at the anchors website okay which was giving a lot of information um and some other dishes that i didn't get a chance to try this time but will try next time their cheeseburger looks good and their um their shrimp look excellent their cheeseburger is what I would call, unless they've changed it because the menu was different the menu this year is a lot bigger and better than it was last year. Last year they opened and were sort of trying to catch up from the day they opened because they closed not long after they opened. And there were things on the menu that I wish I had seen today that are not there, so I'm going to ask what happened to them. 
but um, like the ham salad with the pimento cheese. Uh-oh. Pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. Love pimento cheese. And he's from Savannah, so he knows how to make a good one. But uh, that I was surprised uh, to not see there. But the menu was pretty extensive. Are you looking at it right now? I am looking at the menu. Yeah, uh, they have it a, is extensive. A big section of salads and sandwiches and entrees. And uh, on the weekend, they have barbecue piles. By the pound? Yeah, by the barbecue pound. Barbecue by the yes. pound you can mm -hmm. get, um, which is... Yeah. For me, a great way to eat. You just get a little yes, bit of everything. Agreed. And agreed. Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely, I think this is the improved version of the menu at Anchor. Uh, I think last year they were honing their chops and uh, have come back strong this year. And so It is lunch. a pull-up-your-boat-and-eat restaurant, which I, yes. I always find interesting, the restaurants that throughout the country where you can – Pull up your boat uh -huh. and and dine. Well, that's sort of the origin of that restaurant. Friends, as I like to say, was about pulling up your boat and having some drinks. It was never about the food. The second version of Friends was still not about the food, but this one is about an all-encompassing dining experience that is really, really superior. So good for them. Five five six nine six nine six. We went to Impostados last night. Today is National Tomato Sauce Day, so it's fun that we went to Impostados. Fitting. Yes, it is, and had another gigantic meal. Actually, it was less gigantic than it might otherwise have been, and I was grateful for that. It, it was. Uh, we we wanted to hit all of the uh, the classic Impostados dishes. The um, the pasta with tomato sauce, the pasta with fettuccine alfredo, the uh, the crab claws, the shrimp au gratin, the all the classic things you expect to find at impostados. And we wanted to get it all, but we were not a large enough group to uh, eat the whole menu. Eat the Thank whole God, menu. Yes. and we and we weren't even hungry enough to eat the whole menu. But we did have a nice meal there, and. Um, it was a stormy, stormy night, so we had planned to eat outside, and it just didn't pan out, and as we were sitting inside Impostados and heard the cracking of the lightning and the howling of the wind, uh, it was a good thing that we did not try to prevail and eat outside. I mean, we probably would have. It's just that every place we tried had closed their outside. You know, Those darn was, tornado warnings. Because it was a tornado warning. Yes, true. The, uh, they had lasagna with peas yes, in it. and a uh, rosa sauce. Which I, I thought was, was very good. I, I, was, I was actually curious. You don't typically see lasagna with peas. Is that a thing? You I think see? it's a Sicilian thing. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> they have theirs in a rosa sauce, mm -hmm. which I don't typically see either. And have to say, I'm not a particular fan of a rosa mm -hmm. sauce, and especially not in a lasagna. But it was fine. I mean, it was a good lasagna. Did you like it? I, I did like it. I mm -hmm. thought I thought it was very good. Do, yeah. do you typically like the lasagna made with the bechamel or with more of a straight like ricotta and uh, and mozzarella? When you say maybe the bechamel, maybe the bechamel and a red sauce has a layer. Yeah. So so it would be okay. Like so that would make it a rosa in there. And then the red sauce is usually done on top. Okay, well, so then that could be 
maybe that's what they do there. And then it becomes a rosa because the bechamel is a light sauce and the red sauce together would make it a rosa. But that could, um, make it, that could give it that, that texture. That could be it. I am a red sauce lasagna person. Mm -hmm. Forget the bechamel. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I find the bechamel makes lasagna too thick and it needs to be, for me, the right amount of delicate um, uh, experience. And if you put too much bechamel, it just becomes too heavy. It does become um, heavy. Yes. My wife makes a fantastic lasagna. and um, Her mom makes a fantastic tomato sauce. That's true. I so mean, when, when paired together, those, how could you go wrong? Her mom makes an incredible tomato sauce. And, uh, and I would expect nothing less than a fantastic lasagna or spaghetti and meatballs or whatever it is. She makes the, the her mother makes some Italian dish with, she uses turkey meatballs and she puts regular pasta, not lasagna, but like a bunch of noodles. Spaghetti and meatballs. Is that her spaghetti and meatballs? Because <laughs> she usually bakes it with a cheese on top, doesn't she? Oh, that's she? like a pasta bake. Yeah, yeah, like a baked ziti. Like her version of baked yes, ziti that's what it is, a has baked ziti. meatballs sliced up and put yes. in, which is great. Which it's I, I, really I good. I like it's that. really good. And and I think that her Italian, well, I mean, she is Italian, so the Italian cooking is really, really good. And I've said it before, I really like the way she does broccoli with the mm, little yes, sprig the of lemon and the perfect, I mean, the sweet spot of cooking, of cooking that vegetable. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's she does an outstanding job with that. So I would expect that you have a good lasagna in your mm -hmm. house. But and also the other places we, we look for lasagna, some places I see make it with spinach um, pasta sheets uh -huh. um, to give it the kind of green green pasta flour, which I, yes. which I like. They do that at a couple of restaurants. Yes, they could have done that with St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Yes, that Saint missed, Patrick's missed opportunity. St. Patrick's lasagna. lasagna. We're going to keep milking Jude the St. Patrick's loved that. Day. I guess we are as long as Jude is here, but he's only going to be here another 30 minutes. So then we'll, we'll forget St. Patrick's Day. It'll be in the rear view mirror for another whole year. All right, we are going to be back after the uh, bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio, Radio Network work five five six nine six nine six Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. According to the latest vaccination numbers from the State Health Department, nearly 1 million people in Louisiana have received at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine. The lowest vaccination rate is in southwest Louisiana at 8%. Southwest Louisiana Regional Health Director Dr. Lacey Cavanaugh has a theory on why that is. It's really hard to prioritize a vaccine when you don't have a roof over your head or you don't have food um, on the table. The the American Rescue Plan includes an estimated $10 billion for agriculture designed to strengthen the industry and food supply chain. Louisiana Ag Commissioner Mike Strain says the plan covers a variety of things. We've been, quote, going through this step by step by step uh, to see how it affects us in Louisiana. But I think overall it's, it's going to be positive for agriculture. Strain says the plan includes $66 million for the Farm Loan Assistance Program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers, LRN. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape. Shop online for the Steel AK Homeowner Series starting at just $199.99. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin, and in Louisiana, our elections are fair, secure, accurate, and transparent, and have been for decades. 
Election day is Saturday, and polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Remember to visit GoVote.com or check out the award-winning GoVote mobile app to find your polling place or view your sample ballot. That's G-E-A-U-X, Vote.com. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin reminding you to go vote this Saturday. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you have anything to say to Jude, he's here for another half hour before he heads back home. All right, let's go to Alan. Hi. Hello there. Oh. Let me get out of the way. Jude says, how many callers have music? They play you in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Louie was right behind me, my goodness. All right, Louie. <laughs> All right. Yes. yes. Jude, um, do you miss New Orleans? I mean, you don't live. listen to me, New Orleans. Who says New Orleans, first of all? <laughs> I was going to say, first off, I don't go around saying New Orleans. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, maybe I've been up here in Seattle too long. Maybe. I, I, I'm close. I'm closer to you than I am to uh, your mom and dad, actually. We're almost neighbors, I guess, in a sense. That's right. Yes, both experiencing the West Coast, except yours a little bit wetter than mine. True. You do have the sunshine, so uh, you probably don't miss uh, New Orleans as much as I do. But um, So y'all went to uh, Impostados is one of my favorites. I always get the soft-shell crab. Uh, and, of course, it's always in a nice, heavy, you know, a, cream sauce with crawfish on top when it's crawfish season uh, or crab meat. I think that he might even give you a choice, but uh, so did you get, did you eat some artichoke stuffed artichoke? We, we did not have any artichokes. <laughs> we, missed on, that. we missed the boat on the artichokes. Although uh, we did see the rusty pelican, which apparently has uh, excellent um, fried artichoke hearts. Um, but, uh, but yes, we enjoy impostados and I, I do miss the food in New Orleans. I, I definitely, I love California and California is, is great for me, but I love coming home to New Orleans. There's, there's so much to see and do and catch up on. Um, and, uh, and you know, you could be from a lot worse places. And so I, I absolutely love, uh, coming home and kind of catching up and I have my, uh, my go-to restaurants that I need to need to hit and uh, get my gumbo and, and all that stuff. He was so desperate for that. He went to Chimes the first night he was here. Oh, <laughs> he, got, <yeah. laughs> he, got, he got his fix. He I got guess, but, you know. Jude, do, do you have, we, we got a guy here from New Orleans who has a food truck 
and he goes out of his way uh, to, to to be authentic. He even gets his his bread from Leidenheimers. Oh wow! Here uh, to, to make an authentic uh, poor boy. Um, and he, he makes. What's the name of the place, Alan? Uh, so it's a food truck. He um, it's called Where You At, Matt. <laughs> Let me tell you, he had a restaurant in um, on Fremont in the uh, Fremont area of, mm-hmm. of Seattle, and very successful. It, he ran it for about probably was open for around three years. It was called Restaurant Root. R O no Root. I think oh, I yeah, heard that about that. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but uh, and then he shut it down. I, I don't know um, why. All of a sudden, we noticed it was closed. But he keeps his truck going. He's had the truck for, goodness, probably about the same amount of time I've been up here, about 10 years. Hmm. Uh, and he, he does he does great gumbos. He does great jambalaya. Yeah. Soft shell crab, oh boy, when he can get soft shell. So my question I'm, is... I'm looking at his website. His gumbo looks excellent. Jambalaya looks like he's got a muffaletta. Um, he's got some barbecue shrimp and grits, which looks like very authentic. So... Um, yep. Very lucky that you have this guy up there. Well, before you, COVID, Jude used to have to go to yeah. Seattle like once every two weeks. That's so when right. you have to go back there, you can look him up. I, I will. Yeah, I used to fly to Seattle very regularly for work. And some of my favorites were like Honest Biscuits. Um, I don't know if you know that one. Um, and uh, and they have a Din Tai Fung up there. I don't know if you're into that uh, uh, mm-hmm. style of food. Oh, but I, there's, I, I, I definitely have my, my Seattle places as well. But not nothing uh, at home. You don't have a you know <laughs> a food truck, a go to uh, of New Orleans food when you really just got to you know have yeah, a taste. Yeah, in 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 California, we do have um, there. There is a food truck that I think has excellent gumbo called the Smoking Pot, and um, there is a uh, another. Um, I'm trying to think. A couple places have closed recently as a result of covid there's another one that just opened called um mardi gras tuesday that is in uh, sherman oaks that that opened recently and and it looks very promising i have not been there yet um there's a place in san diego called louisiana purchase that i'm a big fan of but uh it's uh you know it's interesting to see these places that 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 try and do the new orleans food and do it they, they either do it right and um, you know, stay busy. Who's in the kitchen? You or they do it. In the or they do it wrong, and they um, and they're they're out of business quickly. Little Jewel, Little Jewel is probably the most co- consistent, authentic place in Los Angeles. We were talking to David before I disconnected him the other day, and he was talking about when he goes to places like that outside of New Orleans, they're either hilarious or they're dead on. Yeah. I've embarrassed my wife so um, so much when we first moved up here, and there's a there's a place. Yeah, I don't know if I should mention it, uh, uh, but it's uh, they say you know we're the real thing. We're New Orleans. You know, if you're from New Orleans, come see us. You know, we're uh-huh. gonna. And it's it was just you know that they that they, they called the sandwich. It wasn't a poor boy, for example. You know, it was a sandwich, but that they should just say it was. You know, it's not really a poor boy. We don't, we don't have French bread. We don't. It was on a bun. You know, it was. Oh no, that's not authentic at all. So I went to the kitchen and started yelling. They almost had to carry me out of. <laughs> so my wife doesn't want to go any place that that says uh, you know we have some New Orleans food here. You know, or Cajun. She doesn't. No, she says nope. Not going with you. Not going with you. 
so that's why, seriously, it was just, you know, this guy, Matt. Matt Lewis is his name, who's uh-huh. got the truck, and, yeah, he's got the real thing. So um, kudos to him. No, I, I, You can usually tell by looking at the menu. If I see yes. something like jambalaya over rice, yeah. I know this person doesn't actually know what they're uh-huh. talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. and you look at it, and it's, uh, it's chopped, you know, a bunch of ch- tomatoes and, yeah. uh, with, you know, and... and Likewise with gumbo, you know, they say they have gumbo and there's, it's very tomatoey. And I just, mm-hmm. I, it's never been my experience having tomatoes and gumbo. Maybe, maybe it's some places, but not, not my experience. Not Speaking of I don't gumbo, know why anybody would try to imitate New Orleans food if they know nothing about it, because it's a really distinct uh, thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, we have a chef up here and he had to close down his places. I hope he comes back. He was the executive chef at um, Antoine's back in the, goodness, I guess it was the, um, what did it say, 80s at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mentioned him, I think, in that article I wrote uh, for your parents' um, website um, about Seattle. But um, anyways, he, he, uh, he does a great gumbo. Uh, what was the name of his restaurant? Because I, I do recall reading about uh, a place with a New Orleans chef. If you look up Steel Diner uh, Restaurant, it's right there at Pike's Place um, Market. Um, mm-hmm. He will pop up. And his wife. They both uh, they both um, worked in New Orleans. They're not from New Orleans, but um, when they say they have some New Orleans dishes, they, they, they mean it. it uh-huh. he, he does a very good oysters being bill. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, he's 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 good too. He is. Okay. So there are good. places. I always complain to your mom that uh, I'm, there's there's nothing nothing to eat up here when I go out. But there are some places. And Marianne, did, did you did you make your son some gumbo to take back with him? I tried. I asked him that, but he said no. So I didn't. I didn't do it. I I offered as a good mom. I just want to let everyone, everyone know I was planning to cook all of his favorites the first night he arrived. <laughs> I had little muffaladas, and I made jambalaya, and then he ate a little jambalaya. Didn't have a muffalada, and said to our daughter, uh, "Let's go get some gumbo." And then I said, well, look, if you want gumbo, I'll make well, that's you some, quite an and then undertaking. we'll freeze it, and then you can take yeah, it back. It is. But, you know, that no. says you spend a half a day making your making your gumbo. Yes. We could just go get it. I am disappointed that the Acme Oyster House on the North Shore closed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. tell Patrick that we are, uh, that he's going to be our sponsored call, so he needs to, he needs to wait. Well, um, I, I won't take up too much. I, it's Steelhead Diner, actually, Jules. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I, Steelhead. I said Steel yes. Diner or Steelhead. But anyway, it is Steelhead. Uh, and, and isn't one more thing. Redfish. I thought Redfish was in the family of, a, of Drum. Drum is a, a kind of a, a, a big umbrella of, of, of species, yes. I thought. Uh-huh. But um, interesting, you don't care for Redfish. Because yeah, when we fished it out, we started using other varieties right. of drums. That uh-huh. fishermen used to throw back, but yep. interesting. Yeah, I think they're smaller, and I don't like fat fish. That's it. I, oh. I if it's a if it's a fillet of an inch, I don't like yeah. it unless it's salmon. But for the most yeah. part, I like my fish to be less than half an inch thick. 
like halibut, like a halibut steak. I love halibut. Because it's on the it's thicker very side. very thick. True, too. There are exceptions yep. to that. The big yep. flakes of halibut, mm-hmm. because it's prepared the way it's prepared, I like halibut and I like salmon, and those are the exceptions. But the Louisiana fish, the Gulf fish, for some reason, I don't like them if mm-hmm. they're thick. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just a quirk, well, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask one more question of your son. Uh, what what he really loves that you make? What what does your mom make that you really really? Do you ever ask her to say, "Mom, will you make it when you come visit?" <laughs> well, well, her gumbo is excellent, but it is a labor of love. It takes a long time, but and I you love need to do that. I, I know. It. Yes, she makes <laughs> yeah. excellent jambalaya. And although we did not have an opportunity to have it on this uh, this trip, uh, she does do great hash browns. Uh, I bought the potatoes, but we wanted to go out every time. So, oh well. well I think he just wanted to go out. So I just I didn't want you scooting out of town without me uh, touching base with you and telling you how how important your parents are to me. I never oh. met your mom, but uh, in person that is. Uh, I used to wait on your dad. I, I waited tables back in the seventies, uh, eighties. Goodness, even even through uh, when I started teaching elementary school in New Orleans around two thousand. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd see, I'd see your dad and, uh, he was always nice to me and, um, gosh, it's, uh, you're a lucky guy to have, um, (laughs) to have parents, uh, (laughs) the the parents that you have. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's good. It's good to hear from you and I'm glad you're, uh, you're holding down the fort in Seattle for, uh, for New Orleans food. I know I can tell you that, uh, um, uh, Seattle has, Seattle's got great food and, and, and when I, as far as places to travel, for work go um there's a lot worse places in seattle i mean it's it's got a lot going on that's true yes. that's alan's carrying well, the new orleans torch in seattle i love it yes and jude is carrying <laughs> the torch for the radio i would say he did a great job huh oh definitely that, that's what yeah nobody nobody called in i think the first hour that uh, when you started this week um everybody just wanted to hear my gosh that I, I i can hear a little bit of tom in you um uh, there's something about you. I can tell you. You're definitely uh, Tom's son and, and Marianne. You've got the best of best of both of them in you. I I love it. I'm very proud of him. The job he did has been great, and I will miss having him uh, alongside. So anyway, all right. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate the call as always. Thank you. Five five six nine six nine six. Patrick, hold on. I promise in about an, a minute we'll come back to you, and you will have your call sponsored. You don't want to miss that. We'll be back. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 985-845-9940. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. There's a great expanded menu at Five Girls. Wait, that was Keith Young, so never mind. Five Girls and Keith Youngs are right next, not right next door, but they're part of the Keith Young empire. Let's go to Patrick, whose call is sponsored. By Cava Bistro. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Is he still there? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. So, so you don't I, win a prize? Uh, I got two things. Go ahead. 
Um, I had we went out with my family, my wife, and uh, my my six month old. We went to Olive Branch Cafe over the weekend, and they had a special. Well, it was black and red fish with shrimp and crawfish, and that spicy pasta sauce it is, and it was absolutely amazing. I'm not the biggest fan of black and red fish, but it was really, really good. And I just that place's been around a long uh, time. It has been, and I yeah. used, my dad and I used to go when it was next to that Christian bookshop under the expressway, and now they've got all these different locations. We've never had a bad meal there. It's just a nice, solid, solid place to go. You're on the yeah. West Bank. Yeah, so. good. So what was the other thing? You said you had two things. I'm sorry, go ahead. You said you had two things. What was the other one? Oh, yes. So about Louisiana food and and other things, in in 2006, I was lucky to travel to Orléans, France, with Mm. the University of New Orleans for six months because of the hurricane. Mm. And about a week in, we're walking around town trying to find some place to eat, and there's a restaurant there called Tex-Mex. Now, you can't even get good Tex-Mex here in Louisiana, so I obviously had to go try this restaurant. Yes, And I fell in love with it for two things. It was the only place in the entire city where I could get Dr. Pepper. (laughs) In fact, the entire country, the only place I could get Dr. Pepper. And secondly, the food was so weird that it was was just... You know, their red beans and rice, they had a French twist to it. They, they, their tacos had Emmental and blue cheese on them. It was just the wackiest. It, it was just the strangest thing I've ever had in my entire life. And so we ate there maybe three or four times just because oh, it was wow. just so bonkers for six months. So. Well, was uh, it bonkers that... good or bonkers bonkers? I mean, I'm, the food was not going to win any rewards, but I mean, it's just. It was more just the atmosphere, and you know, it, you know, you feel a little nostalgic. And they had, it was like a Cracker Barrel, but it had Louisiana <laughs> stuff on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. They had, they, had, they had Tabasco. I mean, it was just. I, I, I looked up their menu. It it does appear to be very amusing. Consistence of a cheeseburger, chicken, chili con carne, fish and chips, quesadillas. <laughs> Interesting. Well, did you I did mean, you ask uh, did you ask about the owners or anything? No, no, we didn't ask about the owners. Um, the the one we did was in the apartment building that we lived in. There's a there was a pizza place that's closed now. It's called Pizzeria Capri, and one of the cooks who was back there was from Brooklyn. <laughs> and so when we got there, we couldn't. I really couldn't speak a lot of French. I knew Cajun French because of my grandfather. But uh-huh. Cajun French is like 16th century French. They all thought I was a royalist because I had a Fleur de Lis on my shirt. So they gave me funny looks. Um, but he helped us sort of get involved. And I had some of the best pizza I've had in my life was in that little restaurant there in France. So. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is an amusing story. You know what? I, I Even if you hadn't been the first caller that I don't know to be the sponsored call, you have earned the sponsorship <laughs> and of you know, I, I, I've met you several times. We used to go to e-clubs, e-clubs all the time with my, my dad and my parents. Um, mm-hmm. I miss, miss doing those. And I think my child number was like 496 or something. I have to go look it up. Um, I, I love it when people yeah, know their child numbers. <laughs>
I still think about that Tex-Mex restaurant. It was just, it was so just strange. And it, it had like glowing neon signs out front. And like we turned a corner, it was like a dark alley. And then suddenly it's just there. It just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just strange. So. Okay, so there's this place in Covent Garden. And I'm trying to remember the name of of it. And I'm going to have to look it up. To, to remember it but it was the same kind of thing I'm walking along in Covent Garden right across from Rules Tom's favorite restaurant and it says it's got some New Orleans name and I, oh it's called the I think it's called the Big Easy and so I so I had to go inside to see who it was and as it turned out it was uh, a Brit so it wasn't a New Orleans guy but he had come to the United States as sort of an Alexis de Tocqueville tour and um, borrowed food from every region of the United States so he had Tex-Mex and he had a lot of New Orleans stuff and I didn't try it because I was just sort of passing through I dropped in I'd already eaten um, but I really would love to have tried some of the New Orleans food because it seemed exactly, I looked at some of it, it looked good, and I'm thinking, you know, you can go someplace and really pick up the vibe of a place if you're good in that right. regard, you know? Like I, I, this the guy in D.C. It wasn't anything to write home about, and it was more of a comfort thing. Like, you know, the only thing in the place I could find Dr. Pepper in the entire nation of France. Um <laughs> But it was it was just it was interesting. And then uh, speaking of out there in California, Jude, I have two friends of mine that they're they're in the film industry out there, and they just recently uh, they're in San Francisco. And they just recently had crawfish. Apparently, there's some place down there with a Louisiana guy um, that was getting Louisiana crawfish flown in, and they had a crawfish mm. boil. And I was I was insanely jealous. I was to make fun of them for eating, you know, Chinese or. Vietnamese crawfish or whatever it was, but he said no, they were. It's a local guy, so that that is funny. I, I, there was one restaurant that is no longer there in Los Angeles that did a crawfish boil, and the most amazing thing about it was the price. It was about fifty dollars for a a, a medium sized, uh, you know, normal dinner plate of crawfish and. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that reminds and me of when my they, sister used to live in New York City, and she's paying fifteen dollars for you know three oysters. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yep. Well, those are probably not even Gulf oysters because in New York City, I I don't know if it's illegal everywhere to have Gulf oysters, but it certainly is at the Union Oyster House. Because not the Union Oyster House, it's at the um, Grand Central Oyster. Uh, I think it's Grand Central Oysters. I don't. I don't know the, the whole name of it, but it's in the in the Grand Central Terminal, and uh, they like somebody got fired for ordering uh, Louisiana oysters. They have a firm wow. policy against it. I don't know if it's statewide, but it's absolutely impossible to get it at the, um, at yeah, the Grand Central Oyster. This was back in the nineties. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've ever had them there. They really are afraid of that Vilni, whatever it is, the the oh yeah, the yeah. thing, the thing. All right. So I looked up Big Easy in London, and they have things on the menu like loaded potato skins, original voodoo chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings, southern fried chicken tenders, and I have to get the rest of the menu from. Uh, <laughs> 
from open table, but it is absolutely. And they have barbecued shrimp. This, this show has taken an interesting turn into well, places to know. get New Orleans you food throughout well, the world it, it, that it, are not in New it's Orleans. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing what you'll put up with when you're nostalgic for home. Because I also studied in Austria with UNO, and there was a little pub on the street that we lived on that had American sports on the TV. And, you know, we were missing baseball. It was during the middle of baseball season. So we'd go there and, you know, eat grilled cheese sandwiches with ketchup and watch baseball at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning yep. in Innsbruck, Austria. <laughs> you know? Yep. But, That's there hilarious. You there you go. Anyway. So, no, it's uh, – it, 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 there's a wonderful thing about, you know, reconnecting with home when you're not home, you know? And uh, I'm and sure Food that is a great way place, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way to reconnect with anything. All right. So uh, – Thank you for calling, Patrick. Your call is being sponsored by Cava Bistro. Cava Bistro is fine dining in Metairie. It's the Louis XVI style fine dining. Danny Millen is back in the kitchen where he belongs. And uh, it's the Tom walked in and he said, boy, this place reminds me of Louis XVI, which it does. It's that scale of dining. Cava Bistro in the old Cypress Bistro on Transcontinental. Good call, Patrick. Thank you. Call us anytime. You won't be. You won't get to be the sponsor call more than once, but you were today. Is he still there? I think he left. All right. He wanted to hear the sponsorship five, and five, really, six, really celebrate yes, the exciting yes, sponsor call. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. All right, we're about to say goodbye to Jude. I want to just say, Jude, what a wonderful time I've had being with you on the show. I mean, off the show too, of course, but on the show, you've been a, a great fun co-host here. And I got a text while... The uh, pleasure is mine. It was lovely connecting with everyone and doing the show. It's the... Uh, the text said, you and Jude should figure out a way to do more of this. He can do it from LA, you know. Yes, I know, <laughs> but I also have a real job. So, and raising two kids, so challenging as it is. But yes. we will we will try to make more of a uh, regular thing of this where where possible. Yes, but, it was it was really fun to have you, for sure. But until then, it's the it's the gumbo-filled voice of Jude Fitzmorris <laughs> signing off. Not so gumbo-filled though on this I trip. I managed to get three okay. different gumbos in 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 4 days. I think that's pretty impressive. Okay. Well, you won't get to say hello. Maybe you'll uh, get to say hello to Nicole when she calls at 3 o'clock. But, um, but she is on at 3 o'clock. I want to tell everyone that Nicole will be following Jude. I want to know if they sold out of Guinness um, because all of the Irish bars. This is coming back to St. Patrick's Day again. Ah, Since all of the Irish uh, bars were, were closed uh, yes. or, or in, in short supply yesterday, mm -hmm. I'm sure the grocery stores were getting hit up for their Guinness, and I'm curious to see okay, well, how Nicole, Jordan Okay, well, why don't you call now if you're listening? Well, the, the, I'll, I'll come for the first couple minutes at 3 o'clock and, and just, just check in. And find out if she sold out of Guinness? Yes. I hope she on has On the edge Guinness. of my seat. Okay, well, yes, um, I, that's good. You can be on the edge. We hope that everyone listening to the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show just remains on the edge of their seat. It is riveting. I, I am sure that they are on the edge of their seat. It's certainly in the beginning of the show, just to see what happens at 2 o'clock. The calamity of the day. Where will the show be coming from? Uh, what will it... It's How will it manifest itself? Well, most people know you can listen to a show from a car, but not many people know you can also broadcast one <laughs> from a car. 
Well, we've done it more than As a few times, today. but the other day on Monday, I had just jumped out of the shower and I was literally dripping wet doing the show. So you just never know what you're going to get here on the food show. But I'm so glad we had you on the food show for the last couple of days, Jude, and uh, he'll be coming back to say goodbye as he leaves. And he will come in at exactly 3.30 so I can close out the mic and start crying and give him a hug as he leaves. We won't hear that Tune on the air. Tune in for that. For we sure. won't hear that on the air. <laughs> there'll, be no, there'll be no theme music for that. All right, we'll be back uh, with Nicole Dorgnack at the top of the hour. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. It is 3 o'clock. You're listening to WGSO. Brian Diaz here, host of the NOAA Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. Americans. Republican Congressman from Texas Chip Roy saying all the bad guys should be arrested and prosecuted for committing crimes. That's bad guys of all colors. That's bad guys of all persuasions. That's bad guys targeting people uh, for all different reasons. The congressman adding, When we start policing free speech, we're doing the very thing that we're condemning when we condemn what the Chinese Communist Party does to their country. The U.S. is set to reach 100 million coronavirus vaccine shots in arms as early as Thursday. President Biden making a campaign promise to deliver 100 million shots in his first 100 days in office. The president is poised to reach that goal ahead of schedule as he was sworn in just 57 days ago. This is USA Radio News. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the gold stocks boom in the U.S. markets. More stimulus and higher inflation could potentially drive gold prices to record highs in 2021. And with gold exploration stocks poised to skyrocket in the coming months, you have an opportunity to position your trades with red-hot gold exploration stock opportunities. Text the word GOLD to 48542. Get front row access to market and Intelligence when you text the word gold to 48542 and to set your investment research strategy to hyper growth mode with your free subscription to the gold market research report text gold to 48542 and have this red hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change if you're interested in our hit list of the most promising gold exploration stocks then text the word gold to 48542 and don't get left behind in 2021 text gold to 48542 the IRS is warning people that scammers are going to try and confuse you by mentioning coronavirus this tax filing season. Basically, thieves are trying to get your social security number and other information, which can be used to steal your refund and cause other financial headaches. CyberReason CEO Lior Liz says hackers know taxes are fantastic bait for their scam. What hackers are doing today, they're trying to, to convince you to click as much as possible. When it's related to the IRS, the probability that you will click, it's high because everybody is nervous about it. Everybody wants to make sure that they're doing it right. And when it's happening, you just click and don't think twice. That audio courtesy of CNBC, the IRS will never call you or text you or contact you on social media. Google is hiring in more than a dozen cities and states, including Atlanta and Washington, D.C., creating at least 10,000 new full-time jobs. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. 
You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. Foreign Affairs Front and Center for the Biden Administration. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin met with their South Korean counterparts on Thursday in the Biden administration's first foreign policy trip. Blinken said that conversations regarding North Korea centered around the denuclearization of the communist state. We are committed to the denuclearization of North Korea and improving the lives of all Koreans who continue to suffer widespread and systematic abuses. Blinken also addressed the role that China was playing in the region and the destabilizing effect it was having. We are clear-eyed about Beijing's... Chilly night tonight. The breeze is let up. It's going to be mostly fair skies. In the morning, you'll start off with lows of 40s. So you want to have the coat in the morning throughout the day. It can be partly sunny. It's a nice afternoon. It'll be warming up to low 60s for a cool high tomorrow. Then it's a little milder yet daily, Saturday and Sunday. Tomorrow night, early Saturday, starts off again in the 40s to low 50s. In the afternoon, partly sunny to mostly sunny in the high into the mid-60s. Sunshine Sunday with the high to the upper 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. For the second hour of the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show, and I am Mary Ann Fitzmorris actually in the studio. We've done a lot of work around the house while Jude is gone, and so the studio has been moved into the office. So hopefully the sound is a little bit better. Jude uh, hooked us up as he always does. Nicole Dorignac is with us. Hello. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Jude. Hey, Mary Ann. How are y'all today? Hey, Jude has left, but he wants to say hi to you when he is on his way out the door. He is uh, upstairs throwing everything in his suitcase and getting ready to leave. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah, it was a quick trip. But you know, when you got two little ones at home asking where you are, you know, got to get back. So anyway, it was lovely to have him, and we had a great, a great visit. Anyway, so what? So I have. What? I, have answer. I was listening, so I have his answer. <laughs> oh, you have minutes. his answer. Okay, well, we'll we'll do that when he comes to say goodbye. Right. You can okay. talk to him directly. Right. Okay. Right. And yeah, uh, I do you have the? Um, was this the report week? Like, is this going to be a? Yeah, I have well, this, yeah, I have the, the new supply chain. Yeah, I have that. Okay, the new supply chain. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. It's, so. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, wait, before you get into it, hang on one second. Before you get into it, he was talking about how much he loves McCormick spices mm-hmm. on the show the other day. I don't know if you heard him say that. I but I told him he was going to have to talk to you about that, too, because uh, evidently nothing suits him, at least, like McCormick. And he was intrigued about the shortage of the McCormick spices. 
So well, you have to put that mu- on your list. He must be their St. Jude because there's good news about McCormick this week. The universe <laughs> is working. Okay. The hopeless case. Uh, the universe has decided to give me a break, too, because well, maybe so. I was driving behind someone and my brake tag expired two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I was driving behind someone running to get to the show. And the person ahead of me also had an expired brake tag, so they got pulled over and I could go. <laughs> there so you go, see? I'm thinking the Always. curse may be lifting. Jude, Nicole wants to talk to you about McCormick Spices. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I love McCormick Spices. They Just are good. News good. For they you. Are. Well, so I don't know if you, if, you, if you get to listen, you know there's been all kinds of drama with the containers and everything. So it looks like... The supply chain coming. was breaking down for the spices, right? It, it was. And I told last week, I said, I walked through and like the soups were so bad for a while and the spices looked even worse. But it looks like there is hope on the horizon. Things are coming back. That's fantastic. Yes, big word. Da, 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 da. Allocations on <laughs> the McCormick and Zatarain's items. So I have all okay. kinds of good news. Lists. Okay, so it's allocations like a yellow light, you know, like you go. Yeah, that well, means okay. limited supply, okay. remember? So you're allocated. But, but that you're heading toward green, right? See? Yeah. See, in the United yeah. States, you go yellow, meaning red, but in, the, in Europe, you go yellow red but then you go yellow green too so we're going back to right. green now okay no good. we're we're, good. we're still yellow oh still yellow. i i, I think the that their um their taco seasonings are by far the best and i i i was looking for some uh i was looking for it and i had a difficult time finding it during kind of the earlier part of the pandemic and went to some kind of store brand. Uh, I think it was like a Kroger brand or something. And um, not nearly as good. Um, Proving that he was not listening well, to the show because we've been doing this for a year. Go ahead. Well, taco seasonings, the chicken taco. Uh, there's another like, uh, I don't know, those are coming back. So it looks like all those little, se- the enchilada sauce mixes. So there's like five different categories there's a spice and extract gourmet uh the dry mixes which is what you're talking about and then the zatarans category because you know how zatarans is from here well mccormick bought zatarans so anyway so that that mix that's why people still i guess you know they still buy a lot of that and it's funny the zatarans category is all the like crab boil stuff and all so it's all the stuff that definitely was here anyway i'm babbling but your taco seasonings are on the way back so that's exciting it's time to stock up yeah well no you only get when it's on allocation you only get allocated a few yourself you you may see that (laughs) aggravating sign that says limit one only (laughs) so when it's Uh on allocation because that means like if you put an order in for 10 well you can't do normally you put an order in for 10 hopefully you get your 10 but when things are short, you might only get six. You might only get two. Well, allocations, they tell you you can only get blah, blah, blah if it's available. But it looks okay. like we're getting to that point. So that's a good thing. Well, I so did want to ask you before I go about um, about your uh, Guinness. She said she has your answer. Yes. Gotcha. I have that answer, too. We did sell a lot of Guinness. Normally, they put up a little case display. And it'll last for that little St. Patrick's week. Well, they had to rebuild that display a couple of times and still everything on the shelves 
sold for the Guinness. All the all the different the, there's like three different varieties that they have. Yep. So yes, Guinness sales were up. See. I, t- I knew it That's uh, because if I always, by the time it's four o'clock on St. Patty's Day, you go to the store to find a Guinness and you're stuck. You're left yep. with something else. That's not so, what it yep. was. They were listening to the food show. Oh, and they and got inspired to, to get their the, Guinness early. The so that's, stew. it pays <laughs> to listen to of the food show. Of course it You does. get ahead of the curve. Oh, there you go. <laughs> on you Thursdays go. at three o'clock, it's very important. <laughs> That's funny. That's it. it. Any other um, St. Patrick's Day uh, sellouts? Um. Well, we we always sell out of cabbage, and we always mm. you know, corned beef. We usually sell out of that, but I mean, we sell a lot, you know. So for the most part, yeah. But we kind of keep that stuff on hand all the time. You know, how some grocery stores only have corned beef that week. Mm-hmm. We keep it all year round. Yes, that is my frustration with Costco in Los Angeles. They uh, they do not have it all the time, only for a certain time oh, yeah. of the year. So it's good to know that Dornax has it. Because Dornax is so. Dornax. I now, know, of course. One of the top 20 regional supermarkets. If only we had time. one in Los Angeles. There you go, Nicole. <laughs> well, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. We all right, well, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you. All right. Yeah, thanks back, for though. sticking okay. around, and I'm glad I gave you some good news. Have a yes. safe trip home. Yes. All right. Let's go to Michael75, I think, wants to talk to you. So let's. All right. Does he want to talk to us, or does he want to. Who does he want to talk to? Everybody. Oh, did you want to talk to Jude? He just walked out. No. I can get him back, I'm, though. I'm sorry I missed Jude. It was, it was a tremendous pleasure having him here. By it the was. way, happy sandwich day, everybody. <gasps> yep. <laughs> All right. Happy Sandwich Day. Yes, we haven't gotten to the almanac yet. Go ahead. Can you figure that out? It's 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 a sandwich day between Erin Gobra and Bonchet Giuseppe. Yep. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. He's talking about... Oh, that's speaking of Speaking of uh, learning from the food show, uh, and today is tomato sauce day. Yes. Is that correct? It is. Yep. There's, it is. there's nothing close to this... Uh, Commercially made, of course, uh, uh, homemade is much better. Uh, uh, tomato sauce than Rao, R A O. It's it's fairly expensive, but it's the best, and even I will pay for that. Okay. Well, oh, oh wow, that's that is a powerful that's, statement. Yeah. Let me tell you what I think is the best tell me, sauce. Tell out me there. something that's better than that. Okay. Well, I have to try Rao, but I'm going to tell you, I I don't eat canned made... jar tomato sauce, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, um. Colette's red gravy was on my shelf and I had some ground meat and I decided to make some meatballs and I took the red gravy. Now I did a, a Sandra Lee kind of thing. I did it as a, as a semi homemade thing because I like chunky. Mm-hmm. So I did, uh, you know, lettuce, not lettuce, I did um, onions and peppers and garlic and then I put, I, you know, I, I put the olive oil and then I, I uh, blonded it or made it blonde. And then I put the red gravy in there and I put the meatballs in. And then I took some eggplant and in a cast iron skillet, I did uh, rendered it off with the, um, I mean, it was slices. And I put olive oil and then I layered it like a lasagna and I put a lot of the Parmesan cheese between. that. No ricotta, no big... No big lasagna thing, just honestly, truly, I did some leftover in 
the plastic green top container of craft and I layered it. This was the most delicious thing. I couldn't that believe how good. delicious it was. It was fantastic. So I'm going to tell you to have some red gravy and I'm going to have the row and okay. we'll compare notes later. Okay. Great. But, but I, I yeah. don't use a row too often except in emergencies because yeah, you're too uh, cheap. Well, that's the home. No, it's nothing, good because nothing. I can get some from my mom because she can't cook. I cooked um for her this week, the special St. Joseph red gravy. Okay. Yeah, What's I mean, the special okay. St. Joseph cook, red you gravy. You homemade, right? Yep. The milling. Oh yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I rarely use raw because I I cook homemade, and the and the basic for any kind of Sicilian red gravy is to use pig's feet. Mm-hmm. If you don't use that, you're not making a real Sicilian. Right. Okay. So well, true. I'm gonna check Nicole's. I mean, not Nicole. Colette's uh, label. And I don't expect to see pig's feet, but... Okay, no, no, uh, Rao, doesn't, Rao doesn't have that either. But look, okay. on, Rao has something that no other label I've ever seen has. It has the Italian tomatoes, the San Marzano's, which is the only yeah, kind the I use. Those are That's good. That's what I use for my mom. Now, Michael, when, when you make yours homemade, do you use pig's feet? Yes, of course. Oh, where do you, where do you get pig's feet? Oh, I don't want to show... Uh, <laughs> A competitor <laughs> to doing it. I think the Dory Knight has it. Huh? The don't have it. But I don't anyway, know. yeah, as the Pardos has it, uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking even uh, I don't think Norjo's has it, but I know the Pardos has it. Pigs feet. And, uh, okay. So anyway, that's what I cook. But guess okay. what, Nicole? My heart has been heavy for the last week. Uh oh. I walked into Dorgnax last week looking for the best condiment I've ever had, and I've been getting it for 10 years, and I said, where is the white remoulade? The guy said, we don't make it anymore. We make this ugly, <gasps> red, spicy one. And I was shocked. Now, Nicole, can you do something about that? Yeah, I can do something about that. I'll do something about that. I got Please. it. Don't worry about that. I'll get it for you. Oh, beautiful. Okay. But, All right. By the way, yeah, so the um, the pig's feet. Uh, and... Uh, well, Sorry? No, go ahead. No, I was saying last night I'm going back in time a little bit like my favorite movie, Midnight in Paris. But uh, this is uh, back in time for uh, St. Patty's Day. We watched Finian's Rainbow last night, a fabulous movie that is adored by two of the greatest movie makers of all time, the Coen brothers. Have you heard of them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're two weird Ford. guys who make a lot of strange movies. Yes. Yeah, right. Strange. They're great. Francis Ford Coppola directed it. Yeah. yeah they're, they're unusual movies. They're they're sort of a cult cult classic yeah, for a certain well, group I, I, of I, people. I, I, movie. I guess you it's think like Quentin Tarantino movie. movies are cult classics too, and not not not. Uh, real. He's those two guys are the best. They're they're not mainstream though, Michael, for sure. No. no. They, Who wants mainstream? I don't like vanilla. I <laughs> agree. Classic. I'm just telling you. It's I. It, it sounded like I, Nicole needed an explanation of the Cohen brothers, and I just no, told her what it no, was. I know. I know who they are. Oh, okay. They made me watch okay. that movie right. when I was. Remember, I had an older, cooler sister that's no longer with us. 
So she exposed me to like Monty Python and all the like cool uh, okay. offbeat, okay. you know, Finny uh-huh. and Rainbow. Beat, beat, so, well, kind of things, ones, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Finny and Rainbow is a vanilla movie. It's all about uh, Fred Astaire as an old a guy looking for a leprechaun in a pot of gold and, and Petula Michael, Clark have you sings. watched every movie that's ever been out? Mainly, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find, figure out when he has time to work. Oh, we I don't know. Work, the work is when I'm driving my car. It's all in the mind. Michael, 75, sir. <laughs> we do have pigs. <laughs> Nicole is trying to defend her honor. Everyone shut up and let her do that. Go ahead. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Nicole. Um, we do have pig's feet. They're in the freezer. Okay. On that note, we have to put everyone on hold and go to a break, and we'll be right back with Nicole, Michael, 75, and anybody else who wants to call and get in on this, 556-9696. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. True enough. We have Nicole. This is the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Marianne Fitzmorris here. Jude is not here. He is uh, preparing to leave. And we have Michael75 joining Nicole Dorignac, and we're talking at last about, uh, last chat before the break was about pig's feet. Can we move on? Yes, okay. I'm okay. sorry you had to leave because I had a couple of uh, tips for him. One, Jude, are best. you coming back? Come in here for a second. I, I, well, he might be saying goodbye to Tom, so he's coming back to say goodbye to us in just a few minutes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, I probably won't be on. Uh, you'll probably cut me off by then. But anyway, the uh, uh, the best gumbo I think in the city is is the eponymously named Gumbo Shop. The, the seafood yes. gumbo there is is uh, incomparable. I think it's good. It's very and, good, and uh, there's a bunch the of way, them. It's quite good. There's a, there's a couple of tips on how to preserve these foods at home, or they're naturally preserved. The first one is barbecue shrimp. You have so much butter in it. If you don't eat all the shrimp. They'll last in your refrigerator for two or three weeks because they're packed in butter. And, yes. and number number two, if you get the Muddy Waters recipe, it's catfish with jalapenos, anchovies, etc. from Ugalsitch, and that stays in forever too. After you, if you have any yes. leftovers. Yes. Both all right, Michael seventy five wants to say goodbye, Jude. Oh, Can you sorry? do that? All right. So, what do you want to tell Jude before he leaves? Oh, uh, Jude. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hey, Jude, how you doing? Sorry to see you. Good. 
but anyway, uh, you were talking about what, uh, you you go to uh, you went to a pizza place in Paris. Whenever we're in uh, a big uh, European city, we always try one Chinese restaurant. So when we're in Paris, we always say, uh, "Où est le restaurant bon chinois?" They call it. And uh, and I've had delicious Chinese meals. And then uh, Rome, we said, "Dove ristorante bon." Um, uh, he likes Chinese. to. He likes to be That's how they say Chinese. So I, All I, right. I, I love it. it. It is funny how sometimes in these big cities, where filled with like Paris, filled with Paris food, uh, Parisian food, I, I should say, um, we we the the memorable ones are the Mexican restaurants. Well, they're the world Chinese capitals, so there's a lot of people who gravitate to them. <laughs> right. 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 Okay, I, Michael, I, he's got to go. Okay, great. Bye-bye. Well, Michael, it was, a, it was a pleasure talking to you, and please keep enjoying that uh, that Irish tea for me. Okay, yeah, you too. Next time you're here, try the gumbo shop. I will. It's definitely on my list. Thank you. Okay, great. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Michael, what else do you have before we go back to Nicole? I think he, I think he took over your spot there. Nicole, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. Just, I'm not going to Michael, did you have something else for Nicole? Wait, I, had a, I, had, I wrote down about 10 things, but that's it. That's good enough for today. <laughs> Maybe Michael. Were they for Nicole? Segment. Are you going to give him this hour? Half hour? The main thing is the greatest condiment known to man, the white remoulade from during that. In the past, right, well, when, they did, when they didn't have it, I, they would actually make it for me while I waited. Oh wow! So it's oh, they, probably, they probably went and scooped it from somewhere. I'm sure that's something that comes in. So I'll find out what happened okay. with it. Please, please. I'm, I'm, this is what happens it. when a food show takes the owner and makes them look up all kinds of stuff for him. Then, oh. then <laughs> the the red the white rumala disappeared while she was talking about allocations with people. That's what happened. Really? It's Great. our fault. Oh well, it's well our yeah. Fault. One other one other thing for Nicole. Nicole, was Mr. Joe the founder of Gordonax your grandfather? No, he was my husband's grandfather. Oh, okay, and great. He, and then he has and, three uh, brothers. Jody has you three know, other brothers. He was like me. He loved racehorses. I used to see him at the track a lot. But he had one good horse, and I was worried uh, that he had a problem with dyslexia. You know why? Because his name's backwards. <laughs> his name was back to, backwards. Yeah, it's I know. Handy. Kanjarod, which is Dorignac spelled backwards. You don't think after 22 years I don't know that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, anyway. Michael. I might be a blonde, but I'm not a dizzy blonde. Oh, gosh. I've been paying well, attention. Hi. Hi. All right, Michael. Okay, y'all have a good day. No, that was We're heading toward the precipice. Family. They also had a couple of big, fancy yacht boats named after it as well. The Kandorah oh, was very important. Um, that was like the other child or grandchild in the family, Kandorah. So oh, Kandorah, there's a spirit huh. of Kandorah in the family for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see you next week for the All White right. Rumble. All right. All right, well, we have six feet on all six. So. <laughs> okay, Nicole, you thanks. haven't even gotten to... <laughs> you have. How about pig's feet... How about pig's fried feet, pig's remoulade. feet with yeah, a remoulade I, dipping sauce? He's worried about the I'll call. I'll call before I go. There. Who, who do I speak to? Um, 
Ask for Susan and catering. I'll put her on the. Oh, great. Thank you, Nicole. All right. All right, Michael. I'll get you taken care of. <laughs> I'm still All thinking right. what a great idea. Fried pig's feet with remoulade sauce. There you go. The Michael 75 <laughs> special. <laughs> there you go. All right. If we you can try to grab the reins back here and get, okay. get Nicole Ooh. back on track. Go ahead. What? Purple back around. All right. So anyway, All so right. black pepper. You've only got two minutes before the bottom of the hour break. Do you want wait. to launch into anything or, or do you want to just no. wait? Um, I don't know. Did y'all cook corned beef and cabbage yesterday? Do you want to talk about we, food for a second? <laughs> Before I we did not cook corned beef and cabbage. We've been out everywhere eating. So uh, Jude is going to celebrate St. Patty's Day with his family. And I'm okay. probably going to eat a whole corned beef by myself because right. I bought it thinking we were going to cook it. And I'll cook it myself. And then Tom right. will eat a bite or two. Mary Lee will not eat any of it. And I'll probably wind up eating the whole thing. That's what's going to happen. Well, you can eat, over a few, eat it over a few days. And then uh, I, I, I feel like I shouldn't eat anything for two weeks now. Well, you know, it, and then yeah, do you really... eat um, the St. Joseph, the Milanese, the pasta Milanese? No. Do you eat that but you don't eat it because of what's in what, it? What, what, what is it? What well, is the St. Joseph pasta Milanese? Because it's like a Lent thing and St. Joseph and the altar and fish is important in the spiritual mm -hmm. world. So it has like that canned from Italy. It's like fennel and sunflower oil and the golden raisins and a little bit of anchovy and sardine. It's like a paste. And you make a mm -hmm. red gravy. And what I did was garlic, carrot, onion, celery, and fennel as mm -hmm. the base like of seasoning. And then red yeah. gravy. And I used San, San Marzano tomatoes. Mm -hmm. um, and... You cook that down, like, and then you add the. My mom always did the canned stuff. So a lot of people mm -hmm. do like anch fresh anchovy fillets, and I guess you can add that. But since I'm doing this as a labor of love, because she can't do it for herself anymore, and it's mm -hmm. the first time in my life I'm doing it. And then mm -hmm. you put like the golden raisins, and it all cooks together like a red gravy. But it has, I guess, a slight. And then you toast the breadcrumbs. So you know, it sounds like it has sort of a Middle Eastern kind of thing. Well, it's on the St. Joseph altar, like the breadcrumbs represent the sawdust because Joseph was a carpenter. So, mm -hmm. like, you sprinkle the breadcrumbs instead of mm -hmm. Parmesan cheese because you're trying to I keep see. it in that sacrificial type no meat meal. I see. So okay. So oh, wait, we have to. All right, you have to hold on. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Oregon State has placed former LSU President F. King Alexander on probation for his role in the mishandling of sexual misconduct complaints while he was leading the LSU system. At LSU, two athletic administrators are still on suspension, but chairperson of the Senate Select Committee on Women and Children, Baton Rouge Senator Regina Barrow, says the response so far from these two universities is not good enough. We are not ac accepting the status quo <laughs> as it seemingly has been in the past as being the response. The state reported 558 more COVID-19 cases today in southwest Louisiana. They are seeing more positive cases connected to the UK variant than other parts of the state. Southwest Louisiana Regional Health Director Dr. Lacey Cavanaugh says they have a lab in that area that could test for it. Even when that is accounted for, we are definitely seeing more cases here than other parts of Louisiana that also have the technology. So it's not just testing by us. LRN. 
The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side -side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin, and in Louisiana, our elections are fair, secure, accurate, and transparent, and have been for decades. Election day is Saturday, and polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Remember to visit GoVote.com or check out the award-winning GoVote mobile app to find your polling place or view your sample ballot. That's G-E-A-U-X, Vote.com. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin reminding you to go vote this Saturday. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 12th, Sun Pie Barns, and March 19th, the Get Together Band. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb.
The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Saying goodbye is not easy, that's for sure. All right, 556-9696 is the number. Nicole, cheer me up. Yeah. <laughs> McCormick. Oh, somebody can cheer me up too. Oh, you want to sit down for a few minutes, Tom? I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, Tom can sit down for a few minutes. Come sit right here. All right, so that's it. My little co-host just left, and we're we're back. All right. So, hey, Sil. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Tom. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Sylvia. Um, How you doing? Hey, Tom. Hey. What was that? Sorry, we're, we're I'm sorry talking. I didn't get to see see Jude. I'm sorry you had a short visit with him. <laughs> I hope it was a good one though. See it was a thing. very good visit. It was a very productive visit, and he was in on the show with us for a couple of days, and it was really yeah. fun. It was fun. Yeah, I heard that. So anyway, uh-huh. we didn't get to Nicole. Nicole and Michael seventy five were talking for a long time, and we never did get to Nicole's report yet. So if you want to just talk oh. about food. And have Nicole save her report for later, or if you want to hang on while she does her report, or what do you want to do, Nicole? Oh well, Sylvia can talk. Out? Out, I mean, whatever, whatever you want me to do. It's, you oh. know, I mean, <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> I just, I just well, called in because it's Thursday afternoon. <laughs> oh well, well, good. Well, Did you cook then, corned beef and cabbage, Sil? Did you do corned me? beef? No, I, well, ne- I never do that. No. Nah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I never do. Sorry about that. I'm gonna try <laughs> the corned beef. So food obligated. It was ingrained in me that I have oh, to what? cook For that? things on March yeah. 17th and March 19th. This Irish Italian heritage really is a food like <laughs> stress. I have been in the kitchen like for two days cooking corned beef and cabbage and Italian red gravy for my mother. It's crazy. Oh gosh. Well, you do. So that's for St. Joseph's Day, right? So do you, um, yeah. what What do you do with the red gravy when you put it well, in? Well, I did, um, well, it has fennel in it. <laughs> and we have, we have, we get it, we keep that at the store all year, like, as much as it's fennel? available to. And um, so, yeah, my mom would, all, that's where my mom would always get hers. So I did, uh-huh. like, Onions and celery and garlic and fennel, and I use carrots to sweeten my red gravy. Mm-hmm. So I did mm-hmm. a red gravy, and then, you know, you get the can stuff. It's like cooch, C-U-C-C-O or something like that. It's like a canned thing from Italy, and it's got like... Oh, um, I thought it was C-E-C-C-O, Kecko? No, it's Kek- C-U or C-O-C-C-O. And I, Did I take a picture of the can? I don't know if I took a picture of the can. But um, but it's got like it's made with sunflower oil and then like ground fennel and fennel, you know, like all the really? flavorings and spices. Huh. Yeah, so it's like a mix that you put in because I guess some people don't like the straight anchovy, or maybe some people don't want to do all the fresh seasonings in the bottom. So you uh-huh. could probably get a jar of something and mix this and do a Sandra Lee version of <laughs> Milanese stew. Um and then you gotta use the I always say it wrong, but the Bucatini pasta with the mm-hmm. whole or like, you know, the luxury brand has that one, it's large macaroni or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um y- you know, so we had Amanda macaroni gravy. last night. We did. We had some last night at Bucatini, you said it right? I did? Okay. Well I usually yeah. mess it up. 
And then uh, and then you toast the breadcrumbs with the olive oil. And then that's what I was talking about before the break. That that re- like on the altar that represents like the sawdust from jo- from Joseph, and that's like all. So oh. then you sprinkle that on it instead of Parmesan cheese because you're trying to keep it still meat free because it's you know the altar. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> that's just what I was taught to believe as a good as a good. Catholic yes, Irish, right. Irish yeah. Catholic, Roman Catholic child. So cook for, hey, hey, cook for St. Patrick um, and cook for St. Joseph and just do it. Oh, my gosh. So maybe that's, maybe that's what I ought to do instead of black-eyed peas and cabbage. I should cook for St. Patrick and St. Joseph, and I'll have better luck this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, black-eyed peas and cabbage. <laughs> do but now I have food for 50 and three people in the house. That's a, and then I did the whole mm-hmm. Italian sausage with the fennel. Because you made uh-huh. me start thinking about that. So that came, and that had like a sweeter kind of flavor. That was kind of neat. So uh-huh. all this fennel. Did you use the sweet out. Italian sausage or spicy Italian sausage? I use, I guess it would be considered sweet or mild because I use okay. the one that the store makes. Because we make okay. one at the store. I see, okay. A few do you, do you also make, make like, a, a spicy one? Not Italian sausage. We do a okay. hot sausage, like a link, but not a hot Italian. Okay. But I guess we okay. could. Uh-huh. We could add that you could have the... seen one yesterday. Well, white remoulade, uh, hot yeah, Italian. Everybody right. call up and tell Dorig next what they need to put back on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. I got to ask Susan or somebody else about that one white remoulade. I don't know if he's pulling my leg with that. I think he just, because that's because usually when something is asked for and we get it back, so I don't know. I'm well, I know that he's a big fan of it. He's been saying that from the beginning. So I, I don't yeah, think he was pulling your leg. Maybe he just couldn't find it that day. I don't know. I'm going to ask Susan because the guy, I texted the guy from Seafood and uh, I don't know. Anyway, okay. I'll get back okay. on that. <laughs> I'll right, figure it out. Cool. It, like, I think cool. it was, maybe it was something Jazz made, but then there's, then no, it wouldn't have been around a couple of years ago. So I need to ask Michael a few more questions about when was the last time he actually had it. And he right. keeps saying they went to the back and got it, but I don't know about that. So anyway, I don't know. I got to figure it out. I don't work in that department. I have, you know. Other departments like the whole store. You, Syl, are you yeah. trying, you, so, Syl's trying to ask you a question. Yeah. What? Nicole, I have to ask you this. First of all, Marianne, did you see the video? Did you happen to look at the video I texted you of that fennel that I have in the side on my side garden. I did, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is bigger than a cabbage ball. It and is huge. That's what, um, so I have not been here. You know, this is the first time I've been hearing so much about fennel. I only have gotten it for to attract butterflies, which <laughs> I'm not having much luck with right now. But um, I'd like to try. I'd like to try that with the Italian sausage and the... Um, I make my gravy, you know, my my sauce from scratch. Every I do. I still do it the hard way for everything. But um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to do that. How much fennel would you use with the Italian sausage? I use. You can hardly bowl. go one on like that. You, you know the. You know how it has a bulb, and then it has like a bunch of the little like hairy stalks coming off the top. Yes. yes. I just uh-huh. took the bulb, and I guess it was about four or five stalks. I sliced the bulb like an onion and put it in there with the other peppers, mm-hmm. onions, and garlic. And then I just laid mm-hmm. the um, stalks over it whole and kind of just mm-hmm. arranged it in there. And then I covered it 
so all the aromas would, you know, and everything would cook mm-hmm. in. And then I took it off and browned it after. And I cook it, it like with my sausage. I cook it lower and longer, so it takes a little longer to cook. Um, because you, you know, but I don't like to cook sausage like too high because right. it dries it out. I don't right. like dry. Right. I don't like chewy sausage. So I always do mine at about like three fifteen, and you might have to cook it like half again as long because it, you know, you're not cook, you know, or you mm-hmm. cook it high right at first, but then turn it back down for a while because. You know, it's like mm-hmm. brisket or anything. You kind of want to slow cook the fat out of it. You don't want to, mm-hmm. like, flash fry it, and then it all fuses together and it gets tough. So yeah. that's one thing well, I learned. And so I, throw, I I didn't know you eat those, the stems. The, you know, all mm-hmm. I thought you ate was the I bulb. And one bulb, I, I mean, it, they, it multiplied. One bulb looks like the size of a baseball, bigger. Yes. And but I, I don't. Like I didn't need them together. I pulled them out. You don't I just the used them for seasoning. Okay, so I do not. Well, the, the whole plant, plant is edible, away. isn't it, Tom? The whole fennel plant is edible, isn't it? The fronds and the stalks. The the whole fennel plant is edible. Yes. Bond. Yes. You're the having fo- The the whole fennel plant is edible. Yes. Those so, are great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the fronds well, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, the hairy fronds. Yeah. Tom had a a uh, fennel omelet for a while that I was doing, yeah. and I would just chop up some of the fronds, and that went into the eggs, and that was good. Mm. And mm. the stem too. I didn't do the stems. I just did the hairy fronds, okay. but not the stems. Oh, we could. The stems away. Okay. Gee whiz. I mean, this is a whole new whole new thing for me. Here <laughs> all. Well, this is the food show. This is what this is about. You learn all these. <laughs> In life-changing things. Who yeah. thought Finerky would be so <laughs> flexible and what, what do you call it? Versatile. Uh, there you so, go, uh, versatile. That's there. What my, my mom always called it Finerky, and I'm like, what is Finerky? And evidently that's uh-huh. kind of an Italian or some Italian word, but that's uh-huh. anyway. Uh-huh. But, okay. But I All right, you know, I've been thinking about some St. Joe bread just because, first of all, I'm completely off the rails. Whenever Jude is, is around, we always eat, you know, just like totally with wild abandon. Mm-hmm. So if ever I'm going to get, you know, before I get back into reality, which I really need to do, I was thinking, okay, so it's St. Joseph's Day. I want to try that St. Joseph bread. So okay, um, that right. that's not a, please get me a St. Joseph bread. That's if you feel like it, because I, you know, probably don't need it, but... If ever I'm going to be weak, this would be the I'm I'm weak. I've I failed uh, miserably this week, so that's fine. As, as anyway. long as you can come get it from me, and then I'll give you some millinery. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some fennel. I might even send Mary Lee over to pick up some fennel as a trade. <laughs> do a little barter, food bartering, in the parking lot up on the North on, Shore. I can do it on credit though. I'd rather get you the bread fresh on St. Joseph's Day and wait for the fennel on credit. Okay. <laughs> That just, sounds you good. Know, if, you want it, if you want it for tomorrow, I'll get it, bring it, because I'm going across in the morning. So Okay. All right. We'll talk about that later. Let's take a okay. break. First, I want to mention that Jack Mel Inn is a great place to go, even if you don't live on the North Shore. <coughs> it is in Hammond. It's 43 years old in an historic house. Fireplaces in six different places. Nooks and crannies everywhere for that romantic evening fantastic food the kitchen of josh garrick turns out some really really 
like 10% delicious food. We talked about the 90% being average and only 10% really pops out. Jack Millen is definitely in that 10%. Paul Murphy is a real enophile. He's got a great wine list. He's a master restaurateur. He runs a terrific operation. Tomorrow is the two course for wine 15 guy. Two course for $15 at Jack Mel Inn. Tuesday night is steak night. Great uh, place for Sunday brunch, for a, a wedding, for a, a party. A great place to go for a, a month. Period. I mean, great no, place this, to go, period. But as long as you're here, you got a minute? I do, but let me wind this up. 903 oh, okay. East Morris Avenue in Hammond is where you will find Jack Mel Inn if you want to make a reservation. 985-542-0043. So what you got, Tom? What I've got is... Uh, Recent times, uh, new uh, thoughts about wines and all the rest of them come in. Uh, for some reason, in the book that I do, I'm, I'm Tom's, uh, what do we call that now? Font uh, of uh, Knowledge. Oh, font, yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, that if you go out and try to get a, a bottle of uh, wine, which I do mm -hmm. as yeah. uh, often as I can, yeah. and you find something, I've never figured out what it's about. Why is it that you have to get bigger than three cents at a time you all you've got is really there's a problem with getting the the wine going for you, mm -hmm. you we know, don't really need what, to worry about that what's about that yeah I, I, i've never seen that except for the last let's see how long many years have i been doing 873 and yet there it is yeah, and i had to tell them still listen, no closer to the answer still no, no still no closer to the answer we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? We have Nicole on every Thursday to give a report that she's been on now for 47 minutes and still not given. So, Nicole, can you squeeze it in? Um, yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, we have, all right. So, on sanitizers and stuff, that stuff's coming back strong. Um, in the Quick breakfast, morning, good thing summer's going to be here soon. It won't be as important. Pillsbury news, a, fact, a facility burn, so some toaster strudel items will be discontinued for a while. Ah, um, oh. ah, toaster strudel is a staple in, you know, quick breakfast life. So ah, okay. uh, the, the Kentucky Gold liver, liver cheese is back in supply, so that's oh, good God. news on the liver cheese. Oh, thank God. Mm. People did not like the fresher. <laughs> looking thing that didn't have all this preserve it, whatever. So anyway, uh, Gold Peak, Gold Peak Tea and Minute Maid, there are some shortages there. Um, Texas, evidently there's a large watermelon um, harvest. Not shortage. Well, there's a shortage because of the freeze, but I didn't realize watermelons, some come out of Texas. So. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so I guess if watermelon prices go, high, go up, summertime it's probably a supply and demand thing 
which brings me to the spices um, and all of that. The resin costs are going up. So if you see spices go up, the only way to get them back is the prices are going to go up probably because they have to pay more for the materials. So that's good and bad news together, you know. And then canning supplies are due in this week, so that's good for the summer berries, harvest to make jam. Mm-hmm. Towels and tissues are doing well. The allocations look like they'll be lifted soon, so mm-hmm. that's uh, helping. So that's where the allocations, if you limit people, then you can kind of like, you know, it's like everything else, you know, discipline creates success. Um, household cleaners allocations have helped things to work. You know how I said a couple of weeks ago, it looks like things are coming back on the shelves. So, mm-hmm. the alloc- you know, that helps. And then for the people who like the old base seasoning, that looks like it'll be coming back. That's been out for a while. Um, for the summer, for all the boils, all the Zatarans, crab boil, fish fry, um, extra spicy, all, you know, all the variety variations are coming back. The gumbo filet, cayenne pepper, but like I said, in the meantime, before they get back, the Dornax brand has a pr- has pretty good spices for good mm-hmm. substitutes. But I know Jude, that's not good for him unless we send him a swag bag of spices. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm sure you would love that. that hmm? Swag bag of Dornax spices, just so he can have a little home in his kitchen. There you so, go. All right, I like that. But um, but that's about it. But look out for the uh, goodie. I'll have new recipes and the goodies come in the last week of the month. Um, there'll be a surprise in the freezer section in the next week. I don't want to say anything yet, but I'm working on something that was a special request. That's why I don't understand mm. the white remoulade because this was mm. something nobody could supposedly get, and hopefully we'll get it back. And, you know, that's that. Okay. Everything's All looking right. good, Ma. My reinstated mm-hmm. are getting thicker, and my do not orders are getting thinner. So that's a good thing. Well, the clouds are lifting in general, I think. So that's yeah. good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Spring has sprung, and maybe so on the gro- the grocery supermarket shelves. You know. Yep. It's getting Absolutely. better. Yeah. All so right. you still there? Have... Yes, I'm still here listening. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. All out. Right. We didn't say goodbye. I didn't know if you were still there. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So, and um, oh, okay. I really don't have anything else. So, I guess I'll let y'all go. And Wait. I did all my. But crazy- we, we oh, cut oh, you oh, off about one more what? thing. One go more ahead. thing. Everybody needs to look for the new uh, Sal and Judy's po- uh, pizza sauces that are coming mm. out. They mm. just came out with those, and honestly, we did. Well, I had to do like four different versions, and I had to go to the R word to get a, another pizza pack of pizza crust because I didn't bring enough home because I had to Mm -hmm. feed teenagers last night and my husband Mm. but we did there's two different kinds there's one that's like a basil you know like a hearty basil that's not what it's called but it has a basil flavor and the other one is like original just good pasta sauce and it tastes fully cooked you know how some of those sauces don't taste cooked all the way this one Uh it's good it's a it might be a little more expensive than the little can of Chef Boy RD, but it's good. And um, well, there's the fresh sauce, and then there's the cook. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, what? No, I was just going to say, even on a little pre-made crust, quick pizza, you know, nothing fancy. I didn't whip my own dough up. I don't know how to do that yet. But, um, <laughs> but you know, for kids, you know, feeding a bunch of it kids works. or family pizza and salad, it works. Yep. It works for sure. I mean, you know, you don't have to be a genius to feed a bunch of kids pizza and salad. You know, they're pretty no. grateful no matter what you do. I mean, yeah, was, probably even a Chef Boyardee pizza, but I don't recommend that. I was I was wildly disappointed well, was, in that. Hmm? That's funny you said that because when uh, Margaret and her boyfriend were there, and I'm like, look, I have this pizza. I said, no, it's not pizza like, you know, Pizza Hut or whatever. And he goes, and he's like, pizza's pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, that's as right. long as it has it enough is. cheese on it. <laughs> pizza, cheese, and crust. There you go. You're, you're good. That's right. You're golden. So. All right, ladies, I'm going to spend the last five minutes. What? He gets the, I said he's sophisticated. He gets the olive oil to dip his crust in. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Well, I'm going to let y'all go. And you and Happy St. Joseph's Day. And, right, uh, and I'll see and... you tomorrow with some bread. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Take care, Syl, both of you. you I'm just going to wind it up with a few things from the almanac and call it a show. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Good Thanks night. Nice to back. talk to you. All right. Uh, I would say five five six nine six nine six, but you know what? We don't really have any more time for that. Did you want to say something, Tom? Go ahead. I do. Go ahead. This isn't quite for old everything. Go ahead. Uh, I, uh, I'm leaving to go home. Did you have a good time with Jude? Did you enjoy the visit by Jude? Uh, it was a great visit, wasn't it? Oh, I thought so. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It, I, I, that was the kind of stuff I like to do. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Well, anyway, some kind of way I need to get <clears throat> from here unless there's... Yes. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, when yeah. are we coming back? It's not even all that bad. Yeah. We're going to... We'll talk about that in just a few minutes after we sign off. Tom, do you know that today is the birthday in 1909 of Ernest Gallo? I do He and his that. brother, Julio, he, created... He's now part of uh, Gallo. Everything's part of Gallo. What would become the biggest family-owned winery in the world under the under their names and now many others too. Lore about the Gallo brothers is that when they decided to get into the business, Julio asked whether Ernest could sell uh -huh. all the wine he could make. Yeah, uh, I uh, I actually know all those people. And with Gallo, it, it's those folks have lots and lots of stuff spilled down. But Gallo bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it and, and took it over. But they did a hell they took of over a, everything. A tremendous good job. Yeah. And they do. They do. Yeah. Know a good job. And uh, they and they know me very well. Uh, the lady who is well, the, not Ernest and Julio. They're gone. But anyway. Oh, they're gone. Yes. Oh, I'm sad to hear that. Well, yeah, a, a while ago. Anyway, no, not the the winery, but the guys themselves. Anyway, uh, Julio asked Ernest uh, if he could sell all the wine he could make. And Ernest answered, can you make all the wine I can sell? Now, you had to know that guys that talk like that were going to be tremendously successful. And I realize I've been calling him Julio, but his name is Julio, according to the, the uh, family tradition. All right, that's it for the food show, the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show. Good night. We are done for the day. I want to mention, go to nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. It's where you'll find the podcasts of the show if you miss something. 
click on the food show and I'm told that it doesn't work all that well. So we have to do a little work on that. Uh, you can also do it on WGSO, the website, which by the way is celebrating 75 years. Happy anniversary to them. Their brand new website has a button on it for donate. They are now a 501c3 designation by the IRS. So if you make a tax, you make a donation, it will be tax deductible. The 75 for 75 campaign is going on this year and they are the only news talk uh, locally owned and operated station in the city, the community voice of the Crescent City. So go there, make a donation and uh, improve things across the board for WGSO. We would greatly appreciate that. Nomenu.com is where you can also sign up for our newsletter. It comes out twice a week, except I apologize this week. It's been a powerful family week and I hope that you will cut us that slack. Also, uh, we have the recipes on nomenu.com, the dining diary. We have uh, who's open now, specials around town, all those things there. I have Instagram also, at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And that's it for us for today. WGSO New Orleans, 4 o'clock. Good night. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. He is again hammering the Biden administration over the surge at the southern border. The United States now has an unprecedented 13,000 migrant children in custody. At least one migrant facility hit 729% capacity. The California Republican saying he still hasn't heard from the White House regarding a requested meeting with the president on border security. Congress is voting later today on two pieces of immigration legislation. One is the DREAM Act. Dreamers are doctors, nurses, lab technicians, contact tracers, and job creators. Congressman Raul Ruiz, head of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. The bills are expected to pass in the House. It's unclear if the Senate will take them up. USA Radio News. It's happened. Since Election Day, more than 5 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax TV app from their smartphone store. It takes seconds, and with the free app, you can watch Newsmax TV right away. Most cable news channels require a paid subscription, not Newsmax. You get real news whenever you want. At home, Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems, and it's free on OTT devices. Your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Roku, YouTube, Zumo, and Pluto. Now, the free smartphone app lets you watch Newsmax easily wherever you are. So check Newsmax.com online for breaking headlines. Then go to the Newsmax TV app to watch the latest news with Sebastian Gorka, Dick Morris, Greg Kelly, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and so much more. Newsmax is already the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Everyone is watching Newsmax because it's real news for real people. The Border Patrol is staying busy in South Texas. The agency saying they've encountered a large group of illegal aliens entering Hidalgo County this week. Agents taking a group of 154 people into custody on Wednesday. 
Former DHS Secretary Chad Wolf says things are not getting better on the U.S.-Mexico border. We have a full-blown crisis on our southwest border at the moment. I would say what has changed is the messaging out of the administration. Back in 2019, under President Trump, uh, we had messaging as don't come uh, because you will not be let into the country. We know that the vast majority of these folks do not qualify for asylum. Uh, but unfortunately, today we have a different set of messaging and a different set of